Hello, friend. Welcome to the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast. I'm Mike McCurry, your host. Thank you so much for taking of your time and joining me right here on this program. I can't tell you how much I value the opportunity that we have together during these next few moments. Many of you join us day after day after day, Monday through Friday on Bible Tract Echoes, and I value the opportunity corporately. The fact that we can come together and we can open our Bibles. Many of you, uh, this program plays maybe during a drive time, during your day, maybe on the way to work or over your lunch break or later on in the day as you come home. But I value the opportunity, even if you can't open your Bible, the opportunity for us to come together and look at what God's Word has to say. But may I also tell you, I do not take for granted this chance personally. The great investment that you've put into this time, spending 15 minutes with me, I value that personally. And I want to say thank you so very much to each and every one of you that's joining me right now. Let me encourage you to grab your Bibles and turn to the book of Luke. We're taking just a short break from our Bible study through Mark. Luke chapter 2. For those of you that remember chapter titles or themes of chapters, you may say, well, Luke 2, my family and I, we read the first uh, 20-something verses during Christmas time or maybe on Christmas Eve or Christmas morning. Well, actually, we're not going to be looking quite at the birth of Christ. We'll be looking towards the end of this chapter, Luke chapter 2. As you turn there, let me encourage you, we ship out hundreds of these little envelopes that I'm holding in my hand right now. This envelope contains our sample booklet. We have many people that are curious about the ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. Many of you may know that Bible Tracks Incorporated was started by evangelist Paul Levine. And some of you are saying, yes, Micah, we've heard this many, many times before. But may I remind you that I grew up in good Bible-believing churches my entire life, from coast to coast and even internationally. And somehow, until the age of 27, I had never, to my knowledge, I had never heard the name of Paul Levine. And so, I want to make sure my generation and the next generation is aware of this good man of God. Paul Levine served God for over 60 years faithfully in evangelism. He wrote many gospel tracts that have been used to great effect. And I'd encourage you, if you would, go to BibleTracksInc.org and order this sample booklet today. If you're unfamiliar with our ministry, or maybe you say, you know, I'd like to start using gospel tracts, then I'd encourage you, go to BibleTracksInc.org. Maybe we'll say more about our website in the coming days. We're in the book of Luke chapter number two. The book of Luke, grab your Bibles if you can, if you're on a drive time or you're otherwise occupied, and this is just kind of a, a found time for you. you. You've got the time to listen, but you're not able to grab your Bible. That's all right. I'll read the verses for you. Luke chapter two and verse number 40 is where we will begin. Luke 2, 40. Here we go. And the child grew and waxed strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was twelve years old, they went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast. 
And when they had fulfilled the days, as they returned, the child Jesus tarried behind in Jerusalem. And Joseph and his mother knew not of it. But they, supposing him to have been in the company, went a day's journey, and they sought him among their kinsfolk and acquaintance. And when they found him not, they turned back again to Jerusalem, seeking him. And it came to pass that after three days they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the doctors, both hearing them and asking them questions. And all that heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. And when they, his parents, saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said unto him, Son, why hast thou thus dealt with us? Behold, thy father and I have sought thee sorrowing. And he said unto them, How is it that ye sought me? Wist ye not that I must be about my father's business? And they understood not the saying which he spake unto them. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject unto them. But his mother kept all these sayings in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom, in stature, and in favor with God and man. As we begin today, do you remember, and maybe you even still have one, maybe it's in the, in the miscellaneous drawer in your kitchen, maybe it's stuck on the back of your dresser in your bedroom, but do you remember those old WWJD bracelets that people used to wear on their wrists? What did that stand for? WWJD. What would Jesus do? Do you remember those bracelets and the concept behind them? I can certainly get behind the thought, asking ourselves, what would Jesus do? Well, thankfully, we have a Bible right here. I hope you have one. A Bible that tells us pretty closely, actually precisely, what Jesus would do in a myriad of circumstances. But the thought behind it, what would Jesus do? You know, if we're honest with ourselves, if we truly get down to the nitty-gritty of the matter, we would be wise to want to be like Jesus. Wouldn't you agree? Are there any parents out there right now? Wouldn't you love it if your children were like Jesus? I'm sure Jesus was respectful to his mother and father. I'm sure Jesus would take out the trash. I'm sure Jesus would mow the lawn. I'm sure Jesus was a great helper to his father in the carpentry shop. I'm sure you would want your children, your son, your daughter, to model Jesus a little bit more. What would Jesus do? Well, well, think about this. If you want to be like Jesus and we want our children to be like Jesus, what does the Bible have to say about it? Is this something that we should strive for? Well, Philippians chapter 2 and verse 5 says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. 1 John 2, 6 says this, He that saith he abideth in him ought himself also so to walk, even as he walked. That sure sounds like the Bible wants us to be like Jesus. Ephesians 5.1, Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. So, if both of these things are true, we should want to be like Jesus. Our children, we should want them to be like Jesus. Well, then I have a supposition for you. I have a question for you. What are we doing to be more like 
Jesus? How can we be more like Jesus? Is it even possible to be more like Jesus? I'm not trying to humanize Jesus and bring him down to our level so that we can just barely eke over the standard, meet the standard, no. And I'm also not trying to put us up on his divine, his level of deity, most certainly not. But I do ask as we live, is it possible for us to strive at minimum, even if we fail time after time after time, is it possible for us to be just a little bit more like Jesus? Well, how and what should we be modeling ourselves after? May I submit to you that Jesus was a missionary. Jesus was a missionary, and so you and I should strive to be like missionaries. How was Jesus a missionary? Well, he first crossed cultural boundaries for the sake of the gospel. You know, there's a lot of people that travel the world. They do it for enjoyment. They do it for business. They do it for all sorts of things. But missionaries are the ones that traverse the world and enter foreign lands and, and, and go across borders for the sake, for the simple sake of the gospel. Jesus crossed cultural boundaries. I can't think of two cultures more starkly different. You see, I've been in the United States, all over the United States, north, south, east, and west. I've been to Southeast Asia. Those cultures, America, Southeast Asia, they're different. I've been to Mexico. I've been to South Korea. I've been to Australia, New Zealand. I've been to Europe. All of these cultures are different, but I can't think of two cultures more different than that of heaven and where you and I live, earth. Very different, wouldn't you say? Well, you understand that Jesus left his home. Number one, he crossed cultural boundaries to preach the gospel. John 8, 6, 38 says, For I come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. How did he leave his home? He left, of course, his home. He left his home for the sake of the lost. You think about that, the fact that he would leave a perfect place like heaven. I like my home. I like where I get to live. I like our little house there in Dwight, Illinois, town of 4,400 people. I like our abode. But God has called me to be an evangelist and a prerequisite often for that is traveling hither and yon to preach the gospel. But I can't even imagine leaving my home if it was heaven. Think about this for a moment. Uh, some young people in our church just recently did a one-act play or a skit, a funny little uh, montage there. One of them, two, there were two young men, one of them was an investigator. He was coming in to uh, Lazarus's hometown because he had heard that there was a man that had been raised from the dead. Of course, we're talking about Lazarus. The other one was Lazarus. He was acting as though he were an old man, Lazarus, who was very disgruntled about the fact that he had been sent back from heaven. Think about this. Jesus, because of the prayers of Lazarus' sisters, because of the moaning and the sorrowing, he called Lazarus forth from the grave. Well, Lazarus had been somewhere for three days, hadn't he? I wonder how he appreciated that knock on his mansion door when the angel said, well, I've got some explaining to do. 
uh, there's been a recall on Lazarus's in heaven here. They're sending you back. Jesus has some more work for you on heaven. I wouldn't want to come back if I were Lazarus, and I wouldn't want to come to earth if I were Jesus. But thankfully, he loved you, and he loved me enough to be a missionary. We're going to continue talking tomorrow on the broadcast about how Jesus was a missionary, but then we're going to discuss why it could possibly be. You say, I can't imagine this. We're going to discuss why you and I might not want to be like Jesus. I can tell you right off the bat, I don't have any good reasons for you, but I do have some reasons that some people cling to. Let me encourage you to join us tomorrow on the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast. Have a great day for His glory, and let's strive to be more like Jesus. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois, 604 a faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.